0: Welcome to day five of the uh, ICC Men's Cricket World Cup. Uh, today we saw the Netherlands take on New Zealand. And New Zealand uh, pretty much did take took care of business, I would say. Uh, scored 322 for seven. And the Netherlands 223 all out. We'll be breaking all of that down right up after this.
1: I've got the wrong intro music for you, Stu. I should have had Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> taking care of business oh, nice
0: nice uh yeah yeah i'm uh i'm certainly refreshed you you had a nice little uh moment there with with your coffee i would say it probably is uh Ooh. i'm i'm certainly ref- it's a delicious short refreshed after a, a, a day off uh didn't get to to chat to you about australia or india but um you and raj did a wonderful job yesterday i mentioned uh new Zealand unbeaten now two from two starting to Mm. starting to do what they do really, really well in these Cricket World Cups, just take care of business.
1: Yeah, perfect start for New Zealand, wasn't it? I mean, if you have a look at it, contributions from everyone with bat. You took care of business with the ball, as you said. I mean, what's not to like here, Stuart? This is pretty much a perfect game for New Zealand, right? Well, I wouldn't say it was a perfect game. They, um... Oh, come on. <laughs> well,
0: I, you know, this, I think the scorecard, 99-run uh, victory... It's interesting. We haven't we haven't seen a close game in this World Cup. I think the India Australia game is probably the closest game we've seen to date. Which I don't know what that means for for the rest of the tournament. Probably not a lot. I remember last time I was on here saying uh, we're going to see massive massive scores for for most of uh, the this, this sort of first half of this World Cup, and then India Australia the next day. I think changed that. So yeah, I don't know what the the scores necessarily mean or the um. You know the closeness of the fixtures necessarily means uh, for what we're going to expect for for the coming days. But I think for New Zealand, though, there are obviously a lot of positives that we'll we'll talk about in a minute. But I think the fact that no one kind of kicked on and got a big score, there'll probably be a lot of people in that batting lineup, um, particularly Will Young. I think will be disappointed that he didn't go on and and get a big score. We saw kind of every time it was an interesting innings. Every time New Zealand. Felt like they were about to really start to put the foot down and and uh, and get the innings moving. Maybe crank it up past 350 up towards 400. Netherlands would pull it back and and credit to Netherlands. I mean they started with three maidens and uh, you know were sitting there going, okay, it might be nice if they score a run sometime soon. Um, but they, New Zealand didn't panic and uh, yeah, sort of got 60 off the next six overs. But Netherlands pulled it back. Some tight overs got Devon Conway's wicket. New Zealand put the foot down again, more tight overs, and even right at, right at the death, I think was probably what New Zealand would be most disappointed, that Glenn Phillips got out cheaply, Mark Chapman got out cheaply, and it meant that they sort of stuttered to the end until Santner and uh, Latham and then Matt Henry kind of got them 50 off, off three overs to to put them up mm. over that 300 mark.
1: Yeah, let's, let's break that down a little because, I mean, in a game against the Netherlands, it was a game – I think all New Zealand fans and most neutral fans would expect New Zealand to win and win comfortably, and they did in the end. They won by close to 100, and we would expect that this game wouldn't have been particularly close throughout the the game. But from a New Zealand perspective, Conway and Ravindra got big hundreds in the first game against England. No one else really got a bat other than Will Young, who tickled one down leg side first, cherry, and gone. However, in this game, all of the top five got a good piece of batting time at the crease. Okay, yes, no one went on, but they were all able to make contributions to a, a reasonably big total, with the exception of Phillips and Chapman. So that's that's really the only fly in the ointment that I can see for you guys. Even even losing three for 16 in, in the last 10 overs, a little mini collapse there, it did enable Latham, Santner and Henry to figure it out and solve the problem. So even though there was a little mini collapse, it didn't become three for 16 becomes five for 40 and New Zealand are, you know, all out 3 or 270, 280, right? So I think even though that there was a little hiccup there along the way, you've got enough contributions to give yourselves a bit of a selection headache going forward, and we might talk about that later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Yeah, I think what's really encouraging for, probably
0: for both of New Zealand's two innings so far with the bat is that they're not having to do anything too special. I mean, I mentioned the three maidens up front, and they very quickly, they sort of, didn't panic. Ian Smith was on the commentary at that time, and he was talking about how, you know, Devin Conway's not going to panic because he knows he can catch it up later on. And immediately, like I said, 60 off the next six overs, suddenly their their run rate's over six, and they're going really well. And even, you know, you look at at up and down the scorecard, Will Young, 70 off 80. Ravindra, 50 off 50, or 51 off 51. Mitchell, 48 off 47. Latham, 53 off 46. No, nobody is kind of going going bananas, but they're managing to very, very easily without doing too much, uh, you know, without taking too many risks, I would say. They've got up to 320. And, you know, I think at the, uh, I look back to when we were previewing this World Cup. My main concern was how are New Zealand going to get over 300? But they're making it look very, very easy right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have a look at that attack, it's not the same quality of attack that we're going to see New Zealand facing, you know, against Pakistan, against Australia, against other sides, against India, et cetera, throughout the tournament. However, they did a great job of negating Buzz Lita, who's had a wonderful tournament so far, you know, one for 64 off his 10, and then were able to get six and, six and a bit off, off every bowler. So they were able to make sure that they took every bowler for a run of ball, um, they didn't let anyone settle uh, throughout the innings. You know, in terms of their overall statistics. So, look, a really, really solid, if I say, dare I say, a New Zealand like batting performance across that batting innings, right?
0: Yeah, and look, I mean, in the Netherlands they they certainly missed Logan Van Beek. I mean, he would have been right up for for this game. I know he's got some very close friends. Uh, in that New Zealand side, and and obviously,
1: and in the and into the top three for New
0: Zealand, even. exactly, exactly. So yeah, and played a lot of cricket with with a lot of them, a lot of Canterbury boys and, and the Wellington boys. Now there, so yeah, he would have been right up for for this game. So it's a shame that that he missed that for for him personally. Um, and then on selection, New Zealand went with uh, went with Lockie Ferguson over James Neesham. Uh I think an interesting decision, and probably more more in that uh, I think that signals. Probably the balance that New Zealand wants to take, and uh, that we want to have four specialist bowlers. I would I would say for the the remainder of the tournament, and then make up the uh, the overs with Ravindra most likely, and then Mitchell Phillips. Or uh, and we, well, we obviously haven't seen Mitchell at the bowl increase, but I would say Phillips. Yeah, Mitchell, what whoever whoever is going to be in the mix there with Ravindra to to
1: pick up overs if we need to. Certainly, a lot of options for New Zealand there. Will Young made 70 having nicked off early in the last game. Every one of the top five has now made runs. Kane's going to come back at some point. Who makes way for Kane at this point? Stuart? Yeah, does
0: Kane get a spot back? That's the, that's the big question.
1: No, he ob- I mean, he obviously does. You've got you've got to bring him back.
0: And I think it's... I, I do think that um, they talked about it a bit in the commentary about how Will Young... Uh, Simon Dill talked about it uh, sort of in a weird, weird, very weird way, actually. He was talking about how... Uh, he would have actually just played Ravindra and Conway opening in this game, uh, kind of just with the mindset of that's what we probably want to do going forward, so let's do it now. Let's either mm. either have Nishim as your extra batter or you just go with Sodi and you go with, you know, whatever you want to do. Because Will Young, I think there's a lot of... The, well, you know I have a lot of Will Young stock, and actually I think yep. it's it's quite important to point out that will young we're playing bangladesh in the next game we're playing afghanistan the game after that both at chennai spin you know spin friendly you saw all uh, plays a you part. you saw you know what a part that spin played in that game uh, india australia will young just had uh, a three match odi series against bangladesh who were we're playing in the next game scored 250s he's got actually got an excellent odi record in asia five fifties from his 10 games averages of four averages 47 he's he's quite good against spin going down the ground very very strong at coming down the wicket and and hitting over the top there scored an 89 in a test against uh, India in India so I think that he's got a very strong case to be in that side the trick the tricky part is for that lineup that if you put him if you keep him and Conway at three and uh, at uh opening and Kane at three where does Ravindra go? Because he has to feature now. He's scored a hundred, an effortless, you know, an effortless hundred. He he it was a sort of very different innings from him today. It wasn't as fluent at all, but still, like I said, managed to score at a run of ball and then quite unlucky, caught down the leg side, strangled down the leg side. Excellent catch from from Scott Edwards in the end. So yeah, I do think it's a tricky decision because if you pick if you do keep Will Young, then you've got to have him probably down at or move Ruch and Ravindra down to seven, and then that that takes out Mark Chapman
1: maybe. So, yeah, a, a few things to consider. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a pleasant problem for the New Zealand selectors to have, really. Kane definitely comes back to bat at three. It's whether or not everyone just slides down one or Ravindra slides down to four and then Mitchell slides down to six. I mean, these are all great problems for New Zealand to have. Um, it's just going to be a case of where does that middle order shuffle leave all of the deck chairs at the, at the end of that. Um, but I think New Zealand are in a great spot.
0: Yeah, it's it's it probably comes down to New Zealand's going to have to decide: do they think that it's more valuable? Do they think how how good a finisher do they think Mark Chapman is? Because if they think he is an excellent, excellent finisher and someone we need to have in that side, then I think they are going to have to make the tough call and put Ravindra up to open and, and leave out Will Young. I think it would be a really you know really tough call, but. Uh, you know it's something that they're going to have to do and it's a good problem to have right if they've got will young sitting on the bench after scoring a 70 he can come in and do some uh do some you know come in with confidence if he is required later on in the tournament so yeah we'll see what they do i i do think in terms of selection we'll see sody back in for lockie ferguson uh for the next game because of of that spin factor but yeah it's uh good problems to have and and sitting there nicely at the top of the table, New Zealand can feel pretty happy about what they've done so far.
1: Well, let's let's shift tack now. We'll talk about the New Zealand bowling. And this is going to be a very pleasant conversation for us because Matt Henry's done well and we're both big Matt Henry fans. And also, spin has played a big part, so we can talk a lot about that. So where do you want to go first? Do you want to go to the continued uh, white ball success of Matt Henry or do you want to talk about spin?
0: Oh, I mean, just a word to say that Matt Henry, yeah, I mean, Matt Henry just continues to, to do what he does. And and I think, you know, as I said, it's not not the perfect New Zealand performance. We haven't seen Trent Bolt take wickets early on so far. That's probably something that we, we are hoping to see throughout the tournament, uh, something we sort of come to expect. But Matt Henry there chipping in, picking up wicket early like he did in the England game, and then coming back late to finish the job. So, yeah, you know, not, nothing really changes on him. He's he's been doing the job for for a long time. O, on the spin side of things, it's funny you look at those those stat uh, the stats the 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 box score I was going to call it the scorecard, uh, and you sort of see Mitchell Santner five wickets and think geez he really you know he must have done done really well. I would say he was quite out of sorts today, particularly in the first five overs. The Netherlands you know attacked him. They they didn't let him settle and. The control and the pace that he was able to bowl within the England in England game wasn't quite there, and he bowled a few loose balls, got hit around. His first five overs went; I think he got one for thirty six. And actually, I felt Ravindra was was bowling better than Santana for for large parts of that game. Santner obviously came back, picked up the key wicket of Colin Ackerman, who batted really well. It you know, it, and at times Netherlands, you know, I, I mean, we, I, can't, I feel like I've said it every time i've been on here at time you know these games they've been wide margins but at time you know new zealand uh i think would have when ackerman and uh when scott edwards started going Tejanid and manuru when the when those guys were in new zealand still had a, a job to do i think uh the netherlands had about 170 to get off 170 180 to get off their final 20 which is a very very doable uh, scenario: This, you know, this uh, kind of setup for for ODI cricket at the moment. So, yeah, very, very, you know, very impressive for New Zealand to to do that job with the spin because it's going to play a big factor in
1: Chennai. You would think. I mean, after that Australia India game, right, Baldy? I think if we see the same wickets in Chennai throughout the tournament, we're going to see teams play two, even three spinners. And what I really like about the New Zealand lineup is even without picking. Sodi, and I think New Zealand will pick Sodi instead of uh, Lockie Ferguson going and if they're going to go and play in Chennai you've got Phillips you've got Ravindra you've got potentially Chapman all we don't see Mike Chapman very much you've got lots of different looks that New Zealand can throw at opposition that are quality spin options we saw Australia two nights ago play India Maxwell was ineffective Zampa was ineffective The thing I really like about New Zealand's spin options is as a finger spinner, Mitchell Santner can bowl very effectively stump to stump. And we saw how effective Jadeja was bowling stump to stump to the Australians. Yes, okay, he got one or two to jag, Mm. but Santner is very, very effective at controlling pace, as you said, controlling his length, just varying up where he releases the ball on the crease. He's got that subtle variation that if you could be accurate as a finger spinner and a guy misses one, as we saw a couple of times in the sittings, you know, Ryan Klein missed one LBW. You don't have to miss, miss by much on that Chennai wicket for, for a bowler to really be able to take advantage. So there's lots to like for New Zealand going forward in that spin department. And look, Mitchell Santner's been pilloried by a lot of New Zealand fans over the years as, as not being um, as as good as as he really is, right? He hasn't received the credit that he probably deserves. And I think hopefully now, having not bowled brilliantly and still got five you know, this is the first time a New Zealand bowler or a New Zealand spinner has taken a five for a world cup. That was a surprising outcome by the way. I didn't realize that stat, but that one came across mm-hmm. my desk this morning. I, I feel like that's the the shot in the arm for Mitchell Santner to go on and have a big tournament here, because if, if New Zealand are going to be effective in Chennai, he's going to be the one to do it. Oh yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, I think I said in the, the England review, I, I thought that the England game was the best 10 overs I've seen um, from Mitchell Santner in, a, in an ODI. So um, to go on and then now you know and there he didn't didn't quite get the reward in the wicket column that he probably mm. deserved and today you, you know you today you see it where you haven't bowled at your absolute best but you've you've picked up five for her. and yeah look it's spot on I mean you know your Judasia comment is uh is very uh apt I think there because yeah they're they're similar types of bowlers Judasia probably a bit quicker through the air, and, and Santner can have that variation with his pace but Um, He's going to be so crucial to how we, how we go in this tournament. And yeah, it's, um, it's all positive signs, I think, because, you know, New Zealand, again, I I thought that um, the way we were going to have to balance our side was going to make it tough to have all the options that you're talking about. But with Ravindra sort of uh, emerging as a, you know, a must have player now and kind of contributing with bat and ball in, in, uh, across both the games it's it's opened up so many more options for New Zealand. So yeah, positive, positive signs as we look towards this Bangladesh game for New Zealand.
1: I think the really positive thing for New Zealand from a Ravindra point of view is he's been able to get through 10 overs and and I want to say only gone for 46, right? So when it's under fives, when it's under sixes, that's your fifth bowling option. And if your fifth bowling option is going to give you 10 overs, one for 46, you've got to take that every time because opposition will look to target Ravindra, I think, going forward in the tournament. So if he's got a couple of games where he's got through a workload. He's been relatively... um, He's been relatively containing as a bowler. I mean, 30-dot balls is fantastic. Only went for four boundaries. All of those good signs for Rutsch and Ravindra going forward. So, look, there's lots to like for New Zealand. For the Netherlands, as you said, Colin Ackerman batted very, very well. They didn't get a lot from Bastelita, which they got heaps of in, in the first game, and then just contributions up and down the order, but nothing really... To set the can amongst the pigeons from a from a you know danger time or squeaky bum time from from a New Zealand perspective, but a pretty good head out for the Netherlands, I think. You know they're they're up against a very very good side, and they're gonna they're gonna win a match or two in this World Cup, I think.
0: Yeah, that yeah, I've I've been impressed with them. You know, I think I said last time Aion Dutt has been uh, very impressive to start for them with the ball. And uh, they they just do things well, you know. They just do the little things well. I think has been, you know, Scott Edwards is getting a lot of praise for for his captaincy in this tournament. He's rotates his bowlers very very well. They've got uh you know the little piece of paper that Max O'Dowd pulls out all the time, and and they they're certainly like they've obviously done their their homework. They're really putting you know trying to do all the little one percenters that are that you know when you're uh, I think they called it a, a talent disadvantage, or a, um, and I think that's. I don't think that's disrespectful. I think that's that's fair enough. You know, you, they're, they're a side that, that doesn't have the talent to call on that these other teams have at the moment. So they've got to put all their, you know, every single thing they've got to get right. And I think both sides probably will be a little bit disappointed with some of their fielding. Daryl Mitchell was dropped on 22, uh, which could have sort of changed the, changed the the shape of New Zealand's innings again. So, yeah, a, a lot of little things that, that both sides can probably pick up on but as you say i do think the netherlands are they're not going to make it easy for for anyone in this tournament no. to beat them and i think they've got a, a couple of tough games i think to to come up I, I'm, I can't quite remember i think it's south africa and then australia again but yeah you would expect that they're going to push everyone and, and make everyone
1: work which is which is really encouraging yeah i mean great great sides going forward for the netherlands they're well prepared they are they are good fielding side I and mean, we saw them qualify for the World Cup, they played some really, really good cricket. And they're playing good cricket here. They just haven't been playing winning cricket, which is tough when you're coming up against sides that we expect to be in the conversation for the semi-finals: Pakistan and New Zealand. So lots to like for the Netherlands going forward. Anything that has to change for New Zealand here going into their upcoming matches against Chennai, we talked about, um, or, or in Chennai, I should say, we talked about spin becoming a factor. Kane might be coming back. Do we have an idea when Kane's going to come back? Too sure, is he back for the next game, or is it a couple of games from now?
0: I think all reports are that he's going to be back for the next game. He looks very, you know, looks fit, and uh, you know, even in those warm up games, looked looked fit. So yeah, Gary Stead's update has certainly suggested that they're they're hoping for him to come back for this game against Bangladesh in Chennai. And look, I you know, I think every, <laughs> New Zealand's it's interesting. You sort of. Part of me wants to say these next two games are going to define New Zealand's World Cup, but that's obviously a bit a bit silly, But and I think New Zealand is doing really well, and they always kind of talk about how it's just next game up, next game up, focus on next game. This Bangladesh game is going to be quite a tricky one, I think. We've seen Bangladesh, you know, we played just played Bangladesh in Bangladesh, beat them 2-0 in that series, and managed to, to handle things pretty well. But at that time, Bangladesh were, you know, having their own selection difficulties, uh, you know, all sorts of things going on off the field as well. We're going to Chennai. Bangladesh has got a lot of good spinners. Mahiri Hassan and uh, Shakib, obviously, the, the two main ones there. So, yeah, New Zealand's going to have some work to do. and uh, And if they can come away from that Bangladesh game with another victory and, you know, top of the table, three wins in a row... It, they'll be, you know, they'll be very well placed for this tournament. So yeah, big game. Obviously, for for me, someone who uh, has been criticised on our YouTube channel for for downgrading the Bangladesh team and th- their excitement, it's uh, it's one I'm a bit nervous about. Uh, I don't, I would, uh, I would certainly hope that I don't end up uh, looking silly after those comments. But yeah, I think big job to do for New Zealand ahead, and uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully can stay unbeaten after these two games in Chennai and uh, in B4 and be 4 and
1: 0 Yeah, New Zealand really have to run their own race here against Bangladesh and Afghanistan. They're two teams that New Zealand would expect to beat and beat healthily over the next two games. But you have to have a look at the venue. Chennai, we saw if they get the same wicket that Australia got against India, spin will play a big part in that game. Bangladesh and Afghanistan have very, very good subcontinent style spin options, particularly Afghanistan. They've got Rashid, they've got Majib, they've got Muhammad Nabi. They've got some really, really good players that can exploit those conditions. So it's going to be a stern examination of batting against spin in Chennai for the next two games against New Zealand. But New Zealand have to run their own race. They've they've got to set themselves to be 4-0 coming into a big game against India halfway through the tournament and being able to say, well, we can put pressure on other sides by being 4-0. Other sides will be looking at us and thinking, holy shit, actually New Zealand are right in this tournament. And then they've got you know, India, Australia, South Africa, Pakistan—four huge blockbuster games to you know to to get into the kind of meaty part of that tournament. So if New Zealand can sit there four and and other sides are taking notice of them, then that's going to be huge for them going forward.
0: Absolutely, and yeah, as we as we uh, we move to tomorrow and uh, another doubleheader: England versus Bangladesh on the the uh, the sandpit that is Dharamashala and and uh, in, in the early game, and then Pakistan, Sri Lanka. Uh, in the in the night game at Hyderabad so yeah a couple couple of interesting games it would be nice to nice to get a close one uh as we as we move on in this tournament but uh yeah from a New Zealand point of view as I said take you know taking care of business kind of win and, and and very happy to be sitting at the top of the table after after a couple of games oh why well,
1: wouldn't you be and then coming up for the Netherlands they've got Sh- uh, South Africa up next and then a, a game against Sri Lanka that I think it looked out Netherlands would be going actually we really going to target that game we really want to get amongst it against Sri Lanka, and we think we could probably give them a bit of a shake-up. So that'll be an interesting one. And then they've got Australia uh, in Delhi on the 25th of October. So, so so three big games coming up for the Netherlands as well. I think they'll be targeting at least that Sri Lanka game to to really set some some cats amongst some pigeons. Um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of games coming up for, for that side as well. Beautiful. Nothing more from me, Bully. You take us away. No, nothing further, Your Honour. Look, it's been a great uh, a great half an hour sitting down with you talking spin, as always, Stuart. Uh, thank you for tuning in, listeners and viewers, to the Top Order Podcast on another World Cup Daily Update. We'll be back in your feed every day through the World Cup, breaking down uh, each of the games as we go through the group stage and then also the semifinals and the finals. Look, take care of yourselves and each other out there. Keep enjoying this fantastic uh, World Cup of Cricket and also the World Cup of Rugby as well. As long as you're not Australian, there's plenty to like about the World Cup in rugby coming up as well the knockout stages just starting in that tournament so stay tuned for world cups all over the place as we go forward through the month of October but take care of yourselves and each other we'll see you again soon on the top order podcast bye for now